Welcome to a dopamine kit. Yes, another ADHD podcast. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week and we can hyperfocus together on all things ADHD. This is our journey to diagnosis, the challenges, frustrations and humour that come when living with ADHD as adults. Let the interrupting begin! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 107 of A Dopamine Kick. Today we are going to be talking about how to manage your stress when you have ADHD. Thanks so much. Oh, oh, something else, something else. I was going to, no, it's fine, just just jump over me, don't don't worry about it. (laughs) I was going to say, we ended last week's episode by saying that we were going to make attempts to manage our stress and report back on how well that worked, so... I'm super excited to hear, Sparky, if you actually did that. I did, but I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what I did. You know, I had this whole spiel planned in my head. I knew exactly what I was going to say. And then I'm here, and now I don't I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm like the rabbit in the head. I don't know what your name is anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> Literally, just to preface this by saying... It is officially tax return day in the UK. I have not done it. It's eight o'clock. I've had a long list of things to do. This was on my list. I've not done it. He messaged me this morning and I was like, are we going to record tonight? And he messaged me this big list of things and his tax return to do. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, you know, obviously the tax return is the most important, but you know, I'll speak to you later, see where you've got to. And he's done almost everything off the list except the tax return. (laughs) And what did you say to me when we first turned on the mic? That after this, you're going to go and have a spot of dinner first and then look at your tax return. <laughs> it's okay. When I come off here, probably be about half eight. So I've got nine, ten, eleven. I've got, I've got a couple of hours to get it done. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Just for, just for reference, for those of you who don't know, this day is a stressful day for Sparky every single year. Yeah. <laughs> every single year. Uh, there is hysterical messages closer and closer to midnight why the fuck have I done this again I never learn I'm not doing this next year I don't know why I leave it all till the last minute didn't Can last I... year no in fact last year didn't you discover like on the day that there was certain bits of information that you needed that you didn't have <laughs> yeah do you know what's funny <laughs> do you know what's funny Just before Christmas, I sat down and I wrote down everything and I thought, okay, I've got this. I've got it all in the bag. I've done it early. I've lost the fucking piece of paper that I ripped down everything on. So I've been (laughs) frantically looking for it, thinking that's going to give me a bit of a head start. I've lost it, so I've got to start from scratch again. This is a great time to talk about this in the episode because it's a very stressful situation and I'm coping with it quite well. I mean, come on, I'm using the Mm -hmm. strategy that we said we was going to use, which is half-arse is better than (laughs) fuck-all. Denial. So I'm half-arsing it, I'm winging it. And I'm trying not to get myself stressed and worked up about it because I have done some of the stuff off the list. If I hadn't got anything done off the list, I think I would have been a bit of a mess right now. So, you know, I've done something which is which is good. How about you? Did you manage to put any any anything in place? So I I, I did. So uh, limited limited amounts. Obviously, a lot of my stress is unfortunately external and not in my ability to control at the moment. Although on that subject, thank you so much for people who've messaged in asking about my niece. Um, She is starting to do quite well now. She's come off um, life support. She's off a ventilator. Um, Still a long road to recovery, but things are definitely looking a lot more positive than they were um, 
this time a week and a half ago. Mm. Um, so Amazing news. Amazing news. So what I did is I went back to basic principles, really, and I, I keep saying this time and time again that when I look after my physical health, my mental health is so much better. So when I eat properly, mm-hmm. when I exercise, but as soon as life becomes a bit stressful or a bit difficult, I throw that straight out immediately and then wonder why I spiral into this big hole. So I thought to myself, yeah. like, I can't really do, you know, all the sort of the thing, like, you know, the mindfulness stuff that we've talked about and taking time for yourself. And I can't really do any of that at the moment. But what I can do is focus on my physical health. So I've really doubled yeah. down on that in the last week, like made sure that I'm happy with what I'm eating um, that I'm really limiting the, the you know, the, the crap and the junk food and just trying to stick to like fruit and veg and whole grains and, you know, the stuff we know we should be eating, but don't. Yeah. And trying to make yeah. sure that I'm drinking plenty as well, because if I'm even slightly stressed about anything immediately, that means that I don't drink properly. Um, so just really sort of focusing on that because yeah. it's something that I can, I can do for myself, but it doesn't take time away from my family. And then in terms of the gym, yeah. I haven't succeeded with that as much as I would like. You know, before I was going sort of three to four times a week. Um, I just can't manage that at the moment with my um, family commitments. But I have made sure that I've gone once this week, um, which so I had a bit of free time in the day because um, my older nieces were at school, my daughter was at school. Um, and I just felt really tired. I you know, had not had a lot of sleep the night before. Um, lots of stuff to do still on my to-do list Um, and I thought you know what I'm not going to get everything done that I need done doing today anyway this to-do list is never-ending at the moment I don't want to miss this class because it is the only class Mm -hmm. that I can probably make this week so yeah so I'm I deliberately like dragged myself there even though I really didn't want to go and I I didn't enjoy it because I've not been going to the gym hardly at all since all of this started um so it was really painful it's probably gonna be really painful the next couple (laughs) of days um but I'm glad I did it I think it will mentally be good for me as you were saying that I remembered what it was that I did and then as you kept on talking I kind of forgot what it was that I did how how can this be happening to me Write it down, write it down. Oh, I forgot it all. I forgot even what I was going to say then. Something's going on with me tonight. <laughs> you forgot about stress. <laughs> yeah. Managing stress, that's it. That's it. I remember what it is now. Perfectionism. So I don't know if we've really spoken about perfectionism since we started talking about ADHD. I know way back, way, way, way back, we did an episode on perfectionism. And there's one thing that I did want to say is that I have realised more than ever now that perfectionism will hold you back more than anything else. And I don't really think that people understand the reasons why perfectionism holds you back. I think they just think it's not going to make much of a difference to your life if you don't, if you, if you take the advice of not being a perfectionist on board. But actually, really, it all falls into the same category, doesn't it? You know, you were talking about how you want to go to the gym and you haven't been going three or four times a week. But even if you just show up to the gym and you walk in the door and you walk back out again, that's a win. And I think I'm realising more than ever now that instead of trying to set stupidly high goals for myself, it's just, I'm not going to keep up with it. It's just, it's just not possible for me. I just need to look at the fact that I'm a unique person. (laughs) Clearly, I have different things in my life that I need to focus on. 
I need to manage things in a completely different way than most other people. That's why I'm not worried about my tax return because at the end of the day, if I put it in and it's not perfect, what can I do? It's done. I'm not I'm not going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. I've done it every year and it's been absolutely fine. What evidence have I got that it's going to go wrong again? What could possibly go wrong? That is actually really positive because you are normally a fucking hot mess by this point. Exactly. On the 31st of January, you are normally in a a real spiral of despair. <laughs> <laughs> Questioning your life choices. <laughs> the thing is, if I sit here and I talk about how worried and stressed I am and how everything's going to go wrong, all I do is focus on that too much and then I end up spiralling out of control. Like, for example, last week with the air fryer. There was no reason for it. There's no need for it. It's like it's my own brain sometimes. It just, I let it spiral. And I think there's times where I think, I have to just say, no, no more. Stop thinking about it. It all has to be perfect. At the end of the day, if you eat from the air fryer and things go wrong, it happens. It's life. If I don't manage to get my tax return on time, what's going to happen? What's the end of the world? What evidence have I had in the past for any of this all crumbling and going to shit? Rarely anything, really, to be honest. And the more you spend being a perfectionist and the more you have to do things in a certain way, the more you actually lose time for all the other things that you want to enjoy in life, like your family, your friends. I spent two weeks researching an air fryer, but I still have not given your daughter a Christmas present. I mean, when you look (laughs) at it like that, it really is ridiculous. And I think I need to keep reminding myself that The more and more I fall into a perfectionistic spiral, the more and more it doesn't help my symptoms and it it makes me even more stressed. Stressed about things that I shouldn't really be stressed about. So I think that's the one thing that I've started to do a little bit more and evident from the fact that I'm not here stressing about it. (laughs) You are maybe a little bit overly casual, I would say. The complete polar opposite to where you normally are. Maybe that's just emotional dysregulation. Maybe (laughs) Maybe it's just a good day today. (laughs) I I will say, though, in the past, like at the moment, I've not been going to the gym very much. And in the past, whenever I've had a habit like going to the gym and then, you know, life's got in the way, I generally don't pick that habit back up. Like it'll be a case of, I I guess, perfectionism or black and white thinking. And I'm not sure which one you, you pop it into. But like as soon as I've broken like the rules that I've set for myself in my head like you know I must go at least twice a week as soon as that rule's been broken I'm like oh well fuck it I've messed it up now I might as well not bother um whereas this time I've like picked myself back up and yeah. you know gone like it doesn't matter that there was a bit of a blip you know what matters is how I get back on the horse now yeah I think it's 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 quite common with people with ADHD to have that all or nothing thinking that black and white thinking this or that, or if this happens, then this happens. We see it quite often with people when they're following any type of schedule, like um, a good example really is dieting. If if you have set yourself a diet or a target and you you don't reach that target, all of a sudden it's negative self-thoughts mm. and, and then it's fuck the diet, I might as well just go all in yeah. sort of thing. order me a Domino's. <laughs> order me a Domino's or go to McDonald's or get a takeaway. And it's not just you just have a takeaway that night, it then continues and it goes on for ages and ages. But realistically, we've spoke about this before, but you would not speak to a friend or a family member the way that you speak to yourself. And I think it's really, really important that people understand that the more 
that you talk to yourself in a positive, compassionate way. And the more you say, oh, well, you know, I did say, for example, binge on this food. It's not bad. You know, I need maybe I needed to. Maybe there was a reason for it. I'll get back on the horse tomorrow. The more likely you are to be more consistent. And consistency is always going to beat trying to be perfect. See, it all falls into the same category, doesn't it, really, when you think about it? Yeah. I really love um, James Clear's principle in... Um, atomic habits we've talked about atomic habits haven't we before in the podcast yeah. it was a long time ago so for anyone that um doesn't hasn't listened to that episode or doesn't know what i'm talking about so he's got this um principle of 80 20 so 80 percent of the time you want to be like living the life that you aspire to be so like you know let's use diet as an example we always use dieting don't we because it's an easy yeah. one you know most people have been on a diet at some point <laughs> in their life um so say you're you know following a healthy eating diet you want to be doing it at least 80 percent of the time and then 20 percent you sort of give over to when life happens or mm-hmm. um i don't know you want to have a bit of fun maybe like a for a special event so you're not falling into that circumstance of you either do it 100 percent or zero percent so yeah. the idea is you can still live a a normal life while building up uh, a good habit for yourself yeah and I really like that like I really that's not how I've thought about habits before it's always been very all or nothing but giving yourself yeah it has to be perfect, has to be perfect and... yeah but giving yourself permission to be human and to like not do something 100% of the time exactly and it kind of goes back to as well like what you were saying about your like speaking to a friend like I think if I, I think this is the exact example that I used last time, but it's great, so I'm going to use it again. I have a friend who cycles a lot. He's very into cycling. He does cycling events. He cycles to work most days. But if for some reason, say, I don't know, he had a cold or he hurt his leg or he just had heavy stuff to carry and he drove into work, I wouldn't say to him, like, well, no longer a cyclist anymore. Might as well sell your bike. Yeah. <laughs> like, how ludicrous is that? Like, you're laughing, yeah. it's just ridiculous, isn't it? But that is exactly the kind of shit I'll say yeah. to myself. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how long my streak yeah. is, as soon as I've broken it, it's like, oh, well, failure, right back to square one. <laughs> and, th- and, think of- <laughs> and think about it as well. How many times has it worked for you in the past to be perfect to everything? Because well, never. Let's use dieting as an example, because that's the theme we're going for. If you are perfect five days of that week and then, I don't know, let's say you order a Domino's on the Friday night and then you're like, fuck it. And then on Saturday, you're doing the same. Sunday, you're doing the same. How does that work? Like, why do we do it? Like, why do we think just because we haven't been perfect that all of a sudden everything's got to go out the window Mm. and now we don't need to kind of, we need to beat ourselves up about it? Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing or like a human behavior thing but it's definitely something that I have noticed Mm. a lot in the ADHD community this whole like oh it's dead to me attitude (laughs) (laughs) I think it comes as well from obviously executive uh, dysfunction uh, impulse control all the things that we see in people that have ADHD and one thing that really goes against me is setting unrealistic goals and I know that you do this as well Shell you set unrealistic goals and there'll be times where you'll say to me oh you've got I've got this idea and I'm listening and I'm thinking oh 
let's see how long this lasts and I know <laughs> I know that you do the same with me as well I'm going to do something and you're thinking but it's just not sustainable is it yeah, like you thinking you're not <laughs> I'm not going to burst that bubble but this isn't happening <laughs> so I think it's really important when you're setting any type of goal to set a realistic one because you need to establish first of all a realistic goal so that you avoid setting yourself up for failure um, because if you're someone who's perfectionist and you don't like failure, all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. And we've talked about this in dogs before. You can't, you know, setting oh dogs life. up to fail. I mean, it's been 15 <laughs> minutes. You've done well. <laughs> you wouldn't set a dog up to fail. So why would you set yourself up to fail? So, yeah. for example, we'll go with the running analogy. You know, if you want to, or a walking analogy, because that's a bit easier. You want to go for a walk every day. I used to set myself a goal of, oh, I'm going to have to walk for X amount of miles or I need to walk around the block. And if I don't, I'm a failure. But realistically, the goal should have just been get out the door. And if that means walk up and down the path, I've won. So even in the worst times, make sure that in your worst moments, it's still something that can be achieved because then you're still able to win. Therefore, you're still able to have trust in yourself and pat yourself on the back. And I think celebrating your wins and saying yay you know I've done this I've done that is a good way to ingrain your habits as well just like with dogs really positive reinforcement (laughs) they're more likely to offer that behavior again (laughs) (laughs) so obviously as you can see um, managing stress is an ongoing process and what works for one person might not work for another person so it's imperative really that you kind of like experiment with different strategies to find out what is more suitable to you because like I said sometimes I'm going to say something or Charles going to say something and it just does not resonate with you so if you've got any tips or anything that works with you please please send them to us you can follow us on Instagram DM us your strategies or email us we'd love to hear them because I do need help So I suppose we've just got a little bit of time left for what did you ADHD this week and this week it's definitely your week, Shell, because I did last week. <laughs> I have done something really fucking stupid this week that it's definitely, I don't think a neurotypical person would have done. So I was on Facebook and this advert came up for um, a charity, a baby charity. Um, it's a challenge where you run a mile every day okay. in February. And I clicked on it and I was like just reading about it and... Um, It said about um, you get like a t-shirt and some shoelaces. And I was thinking, oh, that's really cool. Like maybe I'd like think about doing that. I'll find out some more information. So I filled in all my details to find out a bit more information. And um, turns out I didn't. Turns out actually when I was filling in my details, I fucking signed up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So and, and how I found out that I'd signed up is... It asked about creating a post on Facebook and I thought, oh fuck, I, I think I've actually signed up by accident. Well, never mind. I'm sure it would just be like a page and I can share it with people if I choose to do it or not. But probably what I'll do is just, you know, give the charity some money and not actually do the event. No, no. Um, what happened is this created a, a, a big like Facebook post on my timeline so that everybody could see <laughs> saying, way Shell's running a mile every day in February for uh, our charity like get behind her and support her I shit my pants I frantically went on Facebook deleted it as fast as my fingers would let me but it had already been up for about three minutes because I got an email notification 
about it and that's how I knew it was up um, and it was on for about three minutes and three very dear friends of mine <laughs> had already donated <laughs> so now I'm like oh my god I'm gonna have to do it now aren't I I'm gonna Hold have on. to do it these friends must be so loyal to be to have a post up for three minutes and they've already donated. Like, how loyal are they? Are these people? You can't let them down now, Shell. That's it. I know. The only, the only thing that I can assume is that because with what's going with my niece, a lot of people in my life know that at the moment, is that they've seen this this link for, you know, babies and oh. assumed it was something to do with her. But actually, it's a charity for babies that have already passed. So it's nothing to, to do with her. It would have been lovely if I'd have found a charity that was doing something like this and could have like run it in her honour, you know, while she's fighting, be fighting for her. Um, but sadly, no, that's not the case. It was just a complete accident. Um, and hopefully this is a charity that my family is not going to need. But it was a total accident. I'm now stuck doing it. I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna fit in a mile every day. Like, I'm so fucking busy. I, like, don't have time to... I don't have time to take care of myself. But I'm stuck now. I've got to do it. I've got people counting on me doing it. And then now I'm stuck in this, like, I'm trapped in this Catch-22 where I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, should I, like, advertise that I'm doing it and get a bit more sponsorship? Because only, (laughs) like, I, I don't have very much. Well, yeah, you deleted the post after three minutes. You're already going to do it anyway. I did, You might yeah. as well win more money yeah. for the charity. Yeah, I suppose it's just more pressure, isn't it, to actually do it? Yeah. I, li- I, feel, I feel genuinely sick at the thought of how I'm going to... I still need to double-check whether or not... it's Because it's 29 miles in February, one for each day. But I don't know if you have to actually run a mile every day or if you have to have a total of 29 miles at the end of the month. Okay. So that that might be... If, if they let you do it in bulk that might be how I get around yeah. it by like really smashing it at the weekend yeah. probably by running fucking 20 miles on the 29th of February <laughs> I was just gonna say then, I was just gonna then, say if that is what they let you do it's definitely gonna be that you're gonna turn up on the 29th of Feb and you're gonna run the whole 29 miles you're gonna exhaust yourself you're gonna hyper focus you're gonna have no water you're not gonna be able to walk and then on the podcast you're just gonna complain and moan that you saw and that you've run too much and your body couldn't take it That is literally what's going to happen. <laughs> I think that's very possible. I do think that's very possible. That's what it's going to be. I'm sat here, quarter past eight on the evening, needing to do my tax return. You'll be sat there, well, stood there, running. I'll probably be doing, I'll do the, I have to do the podcast like on my running treadmill. All you'll hear is like, whoosh, <laughs> in the background as I'm like, sorry guys, just going to get this done. <laughs> no, we'll have no podcast that day because... <laughs> Because there's a trend at the moment where when we're getting a bit too stressed and it's a bit too much, we don't record. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or I'll just be recording it in bed, just crying on the first day of March. <laughs> but you know what? At least it goes with the whole, the whole theme of this year that we've set out from the beginning, which is how fast is better than fuck all. I know. Yeah, at least if I, as long as I do it, that's the only thing that that's matters, the thing. isn't it? doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
how bad it is as long as I actually do it. So no, I am going to do it. I'm going to do it. And to be fair, I think it would be really good for me if I could do it. So I've, I've, I've Googled, it should take about 12 minutes to run a mile. So. Oh, I, come on, Chow. You got 12 minutes. That's, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I can do 12 to 15 minutes a day. Like I, I can find that. I've got, I do have a treadmill after <laughs> I have to take all the stuff that's on top of it off, off. it <laughs> but I do have one so even like the evenings when I've been at work all day and you know I've got the kids I can st- I can still do it yeah I reckon it's going to be either that you're running 29 miles outside on the 29th or you're doing it on the treadmill on the 29th and you're going to be moving the clothes on the 29th and yeah hopefully there's not a problem Maybe maybe you should actually give yourself a little bit of time to check that the treadmill still works at least. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since it was last plugged in. So this is your warning. As soon as you finish this podcast today, go check it. <laughs> just so you know at least, because you are going to be running on the 29th. There's just no doubt about it. I know. Oh. Maybe I should like, maybe I should post each day as like a way of keeping me accountable. I mean, the flaw with that is that this podcast episode isn't going to go out until after the challenge has already started but I guess I could start doing it from like day four or whatever and you know what maybe we should pop the link in the description because the more people that sign up the more dopamine you get maybe and it's for a good cause yeah well I don't I'll have to recreate the link because I I because I've deleted it it no longer exists so I'd have to have to figure out I've been saying for like the last three days that I'm going to do accountability accountability So there we go. There's my accountability. Yeah, I need to get the link out there up now. and running so that I can put it on the podcast. And <laughs> I need to clear the treadmill. And I feel like I'm just accumulating things on my to-do list. <laughs> and if there's no <laughs> link tomorrow. in the description, then yes. Shall hasn't done yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the description. Yeah, exactly. If it's not down there, it's because I haven't managed to sort it. <laughs> but at least I can sort this one out myself and like... The printer where I said I was gonna put the picture up yeah. and I've half passed and it's still sitting on the printer because I can't fix oh the printer. God. I need James to do that for me and he's not doing it. So <laughs> oh my god. There's a limited amount that I can do about that. <laughs> All right, well I think we should end it there this week, guys, and we'll see you again next time for another episode of All Things ADHD. Alright, that's everything this week guys but if you want to carry on with the conversation join us over on our social media platforms we're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine key We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people Okay, we'll see you in the next one Bye-bye. Bye bye Bye